Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Let's get ready to be So excited. Hey guys, what's up? Hey Glomies. Oh, we have a really great guest today. This is a great way to start the new year. It's still January. We are just getting things off on the right foot with 2018. Okay, I'm gonna introduce her. Do it. We are so excited to have Gabby Dunn on the podcast. Gabby. Hey guys. I have a little bio written up for you. Oh, please, I would love to hear it. Gabby, (laughs) you're an actor, Mm -hmm. writer, Mm -hmm. blogger. Yeah. YouTuber? Yeah. Activist? Sure. Podcaster? Yeah. Comedian? Okay. <laughs> You're the creator and host of the podcast, Bad With Money, mm-hmm. and author of the, wait, I Hate Everyone But You? Yeah, that's that, right? the, that was the YA book, yeah. So you you just, you do it all. <laughs> I think I hit. I would okay. never know if, like, you could just combine, like, actress, YouTuber, comedian, like, if that, that could just one thing. go under comedian thing, or yeah. actress, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why do I always feel weird parsing them out? I mean, I know I have that too, like actress, comedian, but it does feel like the same thing a little bit. Yeah, or like so, I guess because some comedians are like I don't act or something right. like that, so then you feel like you have to add that just to be like. And if you want to hire me, also just an FYI, you know I, what I mean? Throw I, it in the bio so people know to book you for things. I think it's good to get as specific as possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I just like put as many as many hats as you can wear. Like wear <laughs> yeah. all the hats. I mean, my whole thing is I my lead is I'm an entrepreneur. Oh. That's like my main, that's my headline title. What is, what's an entrepreneur? Well, because I, not only am I a writer or a podcaster, this and that, I shill tchotchkes through official Sean Penn oh. is a really trashy way to say it, but I have a merch Shill-y. store that I'm yeah. very passionate about. And it's a, I'm sorry, it's a genuine source of income. Okay. It is. Yes. Absolutely it is. And I, I view myself, I fashion myself an entrepreneur. What is entrepreneur? Instead of an entrepreneur. Yeah. Which is, you know, the mask. The mask. Oh, there's a, there's a comedian there. version of entrepreneur. I know, I know. It's not really woke to say comedian. Even, like, actress is, like, not cool to say. Can I give you the name entrepreneuress? Like an heiress, but an entrepreneur? I like Ooh. that. I like that. It actually sounds bad when I say Also, do- don't say tchotchkes. It's your clothing line. Well, it's not clothing. It oh. really is tchotchkes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just shit. I love the shit I make, though. No, yeah. it's so cool. Are you kidding? It's gifts. 
Let's say it's like I'm in the gift space. <laughs> You're putting Spencer's out of business. I'm, oh my God, I wish. Spencer's I, I store, could take on Spencer's. That's like David versus Goliath right there. Like, n- I mean, I'm going to really need a bigger cornered slingshot. really cornered the market. I'm going to need a bigger slingshot, let's just say. But anyway, Gabby, we're so excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me. I was like, del- I got the email and I was like, me? No. Gabby, well, yes. you were a guest on my last podcast. Mm-hmm. This week had me like, and you were so funny. Thanks. So celeb woke. Honestly, celeb woke. Are you like a celebrity obsessed person like us? No, I no. just retain information. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't like math goes out one ear and then like celebrity endorsements go in the other ear. I know I'm like shocked to this day that I took calculus. Like I don't even know don't what remember calculus any of it. is, but nope. I can tell you all the names of Ashley Simpson's kids. <laughs> I can yes. tell you, I, I can t- I can like, Smogley. the amount of celebrity kids' names I know is like so pathetic. I don't even think I made it to calculus. Is that possible that I got through high school with just algebra? It's hard. I to think say. so. <laughs> yeah, right? it's possible. Yeah, it's sure. Possible. Calculus was my senior year and it was a blur and I don't know what happened. Right. I feel like senior year you just kind of like could show up and you got an A. Ugh. I have a reoccurring nightmare that I'm back in I high school. I have that too. Me too. Wait, so let's actually... Oh, God. I was yeah. just thinking about this Same. recently. I, what is your reoccurring high school nightmare? That I have homework. Yeah. Or that homework. I have a paper due that I haven't done. Like the idea of like having to turn... Which is insane because I write... Like, I do have deadlines. Like, technically, work <laughs> is homework. Yeah, it's worse now. Yeah, but I still will, like, wake up. Like, I'll wake up and be like, oh, my God, I, ha- I thought I had, like, a test or something. Ugh, or I bad. thought I had to turn something in and I didn't. Or that I had to, even that I had to, like, show up to a class at a specific time. Yes. But that's just what a job is. Like, I don't know why the putting the lens of high school on it makes it so much more anxiety-inducing. I don't know. My whole thing is that I have this recurring dream where I get my class list, but I don't know where any of the classes are. I've had oh. that one. That is the recurring one I have, and I have to go talk to Mr. Porchell in the office. Shout out Mr. Porchell, oh who worked in my That's high school office. That's a perfect name. I know. He was really nice. I used to have that one all the time. And and I don't know where any of the classes are, yes, and I'm you like, can't find the them. first class is Everyone's already Everyone's already in class. Yeah. yeah. Or it'll be like halfway through the day, and I've been like looking for the classes all day. Mm-hmm. I had a small high school. Like, I could find those classes. It's not that hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. My big one is that I it's it's that I have to go back to high school. It's like everyone else is still oh, there. No. Yeah, it's like you. It's like <gasps> I left early and now I have to go. But which might because I dropped out of college. I don't know if it's that influence, but it's like. No, and I'm just like, wait, mom and dad, please, like, I can do stuff in L.A., like, I don't have to go back to school, but then I just, like, have to go back to high school. So So you're an adult going back. Kind of. I don't know what I am, but I just have to go back. Failed out of the real world. No, it's, it's like... It's just like, no, you have to go back and finish, and then you can go back to the real world. Oh, it's Oh, like so... there's some next step in being a comedian or actor that you need to have a high school, or you need to... Not even that, because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't need It's this. a Billy Madison. <laughs> you, you're being forced <laughs> to go back. Yeah. Like against your uh, will. Yes, it's very painful. Or that it's always like, I have to go back to college. Like, someone has to... Like, my parents are driving, and I'm like, I want to stay home. I don't want to go back to school. It's uh, really sad, because like I hated college. Rodney Dangerfield, whatever his, like, back-to-school <laughs> moment is. I don't know. It's really, that's sad. Okay, I'm happy we all talked about that. I I'm feel. glad that's a, a similar reoccurring dream that we all have. Well, of course. I think it's, like, a really common thing that people have dreamed about it's high school. Horrible. But I have been thinking about that reoccurring dream I have, like, so much. And I'm, the, the fact that you just brought it yeah, up. Yeah, I have, for years I had it, like, I haven't had it in a while, which I was thinking about recently, how that's great. But for years years it was like oh every week i'm having this weird high school dream yeah well anyway anyway so gabby we're so excited (laughs) to have you on and i really do you are 
you are an expert on money and you talk a lot about money, finances. Yeah. yeah. We, kind of. Well, kind of. Okay. Well, maybe we can just kind of make that part of today's discussion. Yeah, because we, you know, here at Glowing Up, it's all about like glowing your whole life up. You want to, we want to just like Im- self-improvement and be better in every way. And I think yeah. finances and financial literacy is a huge part of that. And which is why like what you're doing is so inspiring. And I'm wondering, will you tell our, our audience a little bit about why you came to be a person who started a podcast called bad with money (laughs) yeah uh so i mean it's just a money is a thing that nobody talks about and it's viewed as like tacky or weird to ask how people are making money especially out here and when i lived in new york there was a lot of like I i didn't know how anyone made money and how anyone paid for their apartment, how anyone did anything. There were a lot of people that it seemed like didn't have jobs or it, it never occurred to me to be like, are your parents paying for this? Like, are you, or how was this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I came out to L.A., I had done a lot of stuff in the sex and relationships and love space uh, in terms of like my work. And so uh, I had been approached by Panoply to do a podcast and they were like, what would you want to do it about? And at the time... The thing that I never talked about, never told anyone about, like had kept like this big secret that only my comedy partner, Allison, really knew was that I like had no money. And uh, so I was like, what if we did a show about this? Because I was like, oh, I could do like a sex show or whatever. But kind of part of me was like, that's seen as brave or seen as like, oh, wow, they're really like getting into something embarrassing. But like everybody I feel like that's kind of become a, a thing that everybody talks about. Totally. And wow. so I was like, oh, you know what nobody talks about is like, what's their money situation? How do you get... I, I mean, it was like, I felt stupid even being like, hey guys, how how do you pay off your student loans? Like, how do you get a credit card? How do you invest? Does anybody invest? What is that? Totally. Um, and so the, f- the best example was like the first episode of the show that we did... I went to a coffee shop and I had a little microphone and I asked, I was like, can I ask you guys two questions, strangers? And they were like, sure. And I said, okay, first question, what's your favorite sex position? Everyone was just so happy to get into it. The barista was like, doggy style. Like, everyone was just like so happy to talk about it. And then I was like, okay, question number two, how much money do you have in your bank account right now? And then people were like, how dare you? No, that's personal. I can't. And so like, that's what we used to open the first episode of the show was like, that's kind of the the rub. Like, so I didn't want to talk about any of that stuff. I was like very embarrassed about it. Wow. And um and so we did. So we just started season one of the show was like finances and feelings is mm-hmm. what I call it. So we just had a bunch of people on to talk about their backgrounds and their family and how they make money and like you know problems with like uh. How depression uh, makes you spend money to try to feel better or the ways like people, uh, you know, the ways that people try to make money that are in in the entertainment business or in, you know, how it's freelance and sort of like fluctuating incomes. And how do you we had a woman on who does uh, uh, her name's Sally Krawcheck and she does an investing a company that's just for women, like how to teach women how to invest. And we talked about how there's like a huge investment gap for women. And it's not just like a wage gap, but it's also women are like more risk adverse. So they don't they don't want to invest. But there's no knowledge uh, gap like the men who are just like, I invest and I'm so good at it. Don't actually know any more than anyone else. They just kind of are more 
cock I don't know cocky or more yeah. like like yeah I know about this I'm just as good as everyone else I'll invest and like women are like well I need to read like 15 books about this That's and so like true. actually yeah and if they uh, she was talking about how if if an investment doesn't go well, men are more likely to be like, oh, that investment sucked. Whereas like if an investment doesn't go well for a woman, a woman is like, I guess I'm dumb. Uh, oh and like God. takes it on personally. I'm being, this is like hitting too close to home. I know. Right yeah. uh, I'm speechless. So close to home. I still, I, I have had the thought that I need to read books on investment Me like too. in the last like couple of days. Literally yeah. my boyfriend is like, you don't ever, like you don't invest. And I'm like, yeah, I have to read books about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was on vacation. They with- don't know anything, by the way. Any expert, what I've learned in the entire research of all this podcast is that the experts don't just don't know more. They're just louder Oof. and like very confident guessers. Oh my god! Well, yeah, because how could someone know what? Like you no can't. one can know. You any- can't know everything. Yeah. I mean, if you look like before the two thousand eight housing crisis, all these experts were like, "Yeah, buy real estate, buy property, definitely." And like they could, they were just kind of saying whatever. You're guessing. Yeah, they're guessing, yeah. and and then they were like super wrong. What were you talking about about being on vacation? I was on vacation with my girlfriend, just like my gal, my friend, mm-hmm. and she is a little older than me. She's worked at Vice for a long time. She has like all this stock and she just like has more money. She has a house. And she was explaining to me how she started investing and she just like has investments and like I should start doing that. And I was just like so overwhelmed by it. Just the yeah. word mm-hmm. investments. I'm like, I don't even know the first thing about that, what that even means. And she's mm-hmm. like, honey, like I have an investor who I just go to and like he takes my money and like tells me what to do and I just give him like certain parameters and then like that's it boom you're investing mm-hmm. like it's that easy God, i mean it's I, so scary to me it's terrifying the first episode the episode with that woman uh sally Krawcheck, the first thing i asked her was what is a stock like i was like if you could just start from the very beginning mm. and explain to me what stocks are that would be really great but i think a lot of people are don't want to ask that question because they're like now in my mind for them it's like embarrassing like in my mind i was like everyone learned this somehow privately Mm -hmm. without me Mm -hmm. and now i'm an idiot (laughs) i'm getting the chills everything you're saying is hitting so true like yeah it's just unbelievable it's like i thought i didn't understand bitcoin until i had someone explain it to me and i was like you don't really understand it either and i understand Mm -hmm. it just as much as you and i always understood it yes Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go buy me some motherfucking ether (laughs) why do we yeah why do we just assume that we don't we're like stupid or not i know none of us think we're stupid but it is just it's what everything you're saying is just it's intentionally confusing everything is intentionally confusing there's a lot of jargon so like words that would be uh, you would understand it better if it was more obvious they'll just change it just to be like finance jargon or there's like a lot of um there's a lot of pomp and circumstance and like and like confidence in being like oh i'm a finance person i'm an investment person i do this i do that but like the average person could just as easily get in on this kind of stuff it's just and we all should be really scary yeah it's just this whole impenetrable world Mm -hmm. or something that they make it that way on purpose yeah so that you need to hire someone so that that person is seen as like someone who can do this for you or have a you know i don't know it so unpacking all of that and then like season two became more about certain topics. So like we went into medical debt or wow. um, student loans or uh, uh, like the way that politics is completely influenced by money and like the Citizens United thing of letting campaign finance, ref- like letting just campaign finance run wild. Mm-hmm. So basically 
Uh, like black money or whatever it's called. Dark money. Dark money. Yeah. Someone recently told me about dark money. I was like, oh no. Oh, our entire government is owned by like two families. It's a nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. The the Koch brothers. The Koch brothers and the Mercers basically run our entire government. It's almost, it doesn't matter who wins the election. (laughs) I mean, usually we talk about lip gloss on this podcast. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. The fact that the Koch brothers have come up in the first 15 minutes, like, yes, Gabby's here. (laughs) We are talking about dark money. I'm here to ruin your show. No, I mean, look, by the same girl that was smart and educated the same girl that told me about investing was like I just told my investor like nothing to do with the Koch brothers Mm -hmm. and then like let him run wild I'm like that sounds good to me I'm being that too I mean it's hard the big thing is like so I'm uh, a queer person and like a more social justice oriented person so like to me, it's hard to the big thing of of money is fake, and maybe a lot of your listeners like I'm maybe the you know female sort of a- avenue of this podcast. That's right. That's yeah, right. Okay, your demographic is like um, it, it's hard to exist within a system that is very bad and like against you. Per, like mostly wow. like totally. not very good for marginalized people but then trying to get in that system and like weasel your way in and be like okay how can i from the inside try to make this better for maybe myself and other people mm-hmm. like there's this thing of like okay you want to create let's say an investment group for women but then also you want to like be like burn the system so there's like two mm-hmm. sides to my brain always which is just like oh my god this entire system is stacked against anyone who isn't just like a rich cis white male holy fuck it's all bad but then uh there's the other part of me that's like you know i talk to this woman who's like the first trans woman financial advisor Mm -hmm. and she was like well I have to get in here so that I can help other LGBTQ people get in here so like it's this balance in my mind from season one and two of the show which is just like okay I yes throw a brick through a Bank of America window definitely but also like play the game play the game yeah play the game and make the game work for you and others around you and like help lift people up which is why we're so excited but it's a tough balance it's a tough balance but that's the thing like we have an amazing Facebook group full of our glomies that's what we call our glowing up listeners and fans it's like 5,000 women and counting and women not just women but everybody Mm -hmm. and like the podcast itself which really did start in a really self care space but has expanded to like all areas of your life and like trying to glow up in all ways and to be honest this episode was born out of that facebook group and a lot of gloomies were posting like just questions about finances and wanting to glow up their finances and i was like oh yeah that's Mm -hmm. i need that too and it was that's how it to me it's like this group conversation that we're learning from them and hopefully they're learning from us yeah that's why you're here because it's like you also can talk to us in a way that we understand you. you Thanks. Know? <laughs> I'm tr- yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just admitting you don't know anything and sharing information. Like, we were talking about on the Facebook group, there's this thing about not sharing information, not talking about what your salary is, not talking about, you know, so what weird. you're doing that's paying off your credit card debt or whatever. And the the thing that's got to go is the stigma. Like, yeah. everyone should just be talking about this at all time, especially people who aren't cis straight white men. Like, everyone that's in a lower, like, marginalized group should be talking about this with each other all the time because you learn what someone else is doing or you learn uh like even within youtube right there was this thing when i first started where uh brands nobody talked about what they were making for brand deals Hmm. so brands could pay one person like 10 grand and another person like five grand or brands could say oh we don't pay but then they would pay someone else so it started being like okay how could we all talk to each other and be like this brand came to me and offered me this amount of money. Did they offer you this amount of money? And like, and it's supposed to, 
I was so worried about seeming like desperate or weird or like totally. you never want like even as a freelancer I mean you have to chase like the magazine's accounts payable department just to be like can you cut me that $500 check please like totally. it took a magazine when I was working for magazines it took one magazine a national publication that has money like a year to cut me a $500 check so crazy and you're and then I felt embarrassed totally but yeah. they should be embarrassed 100% so you gotta like share that stuff with people so I just, uh, sorry sorry on that topic mm-hmm. I think that that is so in alignment with our show because for us we started out of place of like we're not keeping beauty secrets to ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. gone are the days of, like, this is my diet and my beauty, and it's like, and I'm, I'm going to be the pretty natural. one. Yeah. I don't know how I got this skin. Fuck that. It's like, mm-hmm. we are all going to share our brightest and best secrets, and, like, we're going to, it's going to be a group effort to getting to the place we want to be. And exactly. I, that's, yeah. Free flowing freeway of constant open communication. Yes. yes. And if you find an, uh, an app that works for you, or if you, like, invest yes. in Bitcoin and you figured it out, like, share that absolutely i had a friend who wrote an entire cryptocurrency guide in a google doc for queers and then just sent it to all of our friends like hey if you're a queer person here's some stuff you should oh know about God. getting in on bitcoin this should not just be for one subset of the <gasps> population i just got the chills that's yeah. so cool y'all ladies in on ripple or <laughs> should <laughs> we start talking isn't ripple plant-based milk am i crazy ripple <laughs> is a p it's a ripple is a p milk okay but it's also a new cryptocurrency that is that that's hopping right now. Oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. If this episode were be, were to be called Gabby's Rules, which we don't know that it is, but let's say it is. Uh-huh. Sure. First rule is let's remove the stigma. Yes, talk to each other, talk to people. Don't don't feel like it's tacky or. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Find out what everyone at your work salary is. When I worked, I worked at a place, and these people started going around because they were making a video about like salaries, and they started going around asking everyone what their salary were, was. And then some people like complained and were like, "I don't feel comfortable that they're asking what everyone's salary is." And I was like, "No, no, no." My one friend uh, said that he was like, "I wanted to post my salary on my door of my of my office." Like yeah. when we were working together at the at a like a Viacom company. He was like, oh, I was going to nail it to my door like Martin Luther's treatises. Like, yes. just like, this is what I make. Come to me and talk to me about what you make. Absolutely. Because that's how they keep you. That's how they keep That's you how they keep everyone down individually. Right. We have to rise up as a collective conscious. Dude, and it's literally making me think of like this old school mentality of like men keeping women down so that they fight over, mm-hmm. over you know. But it's like, oh, let's have the the whoever's in charge, the corporations keep us against each other so right. that we don't go against them. Right. Or uh, I found out that there was a disparity of like $25,000 between me and a guy who worked my same job at this place. That's beyond that his salary. And I was like, how did you get that? And he was like, oh, I just asked. And I was like, oh, of course you did. Like, of course you just asked. It's so that's (laughs) beyond the pale. That's just wild. Shout out to that cat Sadler. 
Did you guys read that oh, new story yeah. over the holidays? I thought that was so amazing. How she's been an anchor at, I want to e. say E News, yeah. and she's been there like a million years. Like if you see her face, you're like, oh yeah, this girl. I've seen her around for I know her years name, and years. Hell yeah. And she found out. She probably asked. Who knows how she found out that she was making close to half of what right. her male co-anchor, some random dude, right? By was the making. way, that is like so she quit. So and she motherfucking and she went, quit. Like she came forward with it. Good Hoda, for her. Hoda's making like way less way than, less than Matt replacing Lauer. Matt Lauer. That yeah. is so crazy. Really? Right. That perv, that dirty perv. And take all his, take Matt Lauer's money away 2018. <laughs> Hashtag take Matt Lauer's money away. Give I it was, to me. I was disappointed that Jason Kennedy's wife came forward and defended no, she him. Didn't. And I was like, man, Jason this would have been your opportunity to just be like, hell yeah, pay Kat Sadler what you pay Jason. Like, why not just say that? Oh, that's like the that same vibe as Matt Damon coming forward and being like, here's what I have what daughters. I <laughs> it's like, oh, it was not your moment, not your moment. Just don't say anything. Yeah, just, just what is up to the good guys? Yeah. Shut up. I know, shut up, dude. Okay, I, 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 uh, I love talking big picture money stuff, but it's like, Gabby, you must okay, know yes. a lot from doing the podcast. Almost like there must be some things that you think are obvious or some like money things and tips and tricks you've learned or like the bare basics of mm-hmm. like what we should be thinking about and it's the beginning of a new year mm-hmm. like is there a world in which you can share with us some like tips tricks hacks action items action items basics sure. that you feel like you've gleaned from like your two seasons sure uh i'm also writing uh i'm writing a book a bad with money book Ooh! that is due. I'm turning it in in five days. Oh my god! Yeah. Thank you for being with us here on a very <laughs> tight deadline. My house, oh guys. my god! The fact that you're here and you got a big ass deadline in five days. No, I have to be out of my house. I've been working. I, I've been working on it for a year. So a lot of the research too has come from working on the book oh because my the god. book is also like practical stuff too. Um, this is perfect. Yeah. Well, don't share any like uh, privilege information Stuff that, might, that you know, is buy gonna. The book, guys. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Don't worry. We're gonna buy the book. Oh, share yeah. with us like the B sides. I need man. the book. Yeah. I need that book. As a I need that book too. What's Highlight. the ETA on that book? Can we push it's, the publisher to release it sooner? Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to be fall 2018, but I don't. I it might. I don't know. Well, let's. Oh, okay. We don't need to. It's an undertaking. We're not gonna pin you down. So. uh yeah, I mean, I just started going through and trying to look at apps, different money apps that link. Yes. So they link all your bank accounts together, and they're like budgeting apps. Some of them are better than others. Uh, my girlfriend uses Clarity Money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always like Mint, and you need a budget. Although I, in my, I don't think you should pay for one of those apps, and mm-hmm. some of them do require mm-hmm. that you pay, which is not great. Come and on. I don't Come fully on, understand. App. Yeah. Come on. I. And so, uh, but then also, a lot of people, when I asked, like, what do you use? Like, you know, what apps do you use or whatever? A lot of people were like, I still use an Excel spreadsheet. Damn. Damn. Like, and that, to me, I've been playing with the apps a lot lately. And I, because I have all of them on my phone. uh, And I still kind of think that maybe just some sort of spreadsheet or some easily readable, like, where you write down what what all your bills are every Mm -hmm. month. So that payments aren't surprising you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll often be like, whoa, I did all my bills. Good job, me. And then a student loan payment will come out. And I'll be like, I forgot about the student loan payment. Shit. So the the purpose of the spreadsheet or the app is yeah. really to, like, visually look 
at like what's coming in and what's going out? Yeah. Or is it or, it's, or is it more about being like, damn, I spent this much more money on food this month yeah. than I did last so month, and I'm keeping accountable for that? Yes. Yeah, so there's two reasons to have it. One would be to know what comes out every month versus what comes in, which is. If you have a steady income, really easy to do. If you are a freelancer, it's, a little bit more difficult. And it's depressing when you're a freelancer because some months you yeah. do not have anything coming in and it's like painful to look at that I out know. versus that in. And I would also, as a freelancer, I would write down on a spreadsheet like what, what I was owed and then like when, and then I would write down the date of when I turned in the article, let's say. Oh my God. And then wow. I would I would Woo. say to myself, well, by next month, surely they'll have paid me. Usually, and I would account on that money ahead of time. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might no. take two months or three months to pay you. Um, so are you saying that you prefer just doing a spreadsheet versus an app or is yeah, there not kind you- of I mean some people live and die by these apps yeah so this is just my like so literally when I, I asked on Twitter like what apps people use and people were using phrases like mint saved my life or right. like you need a budget budget like changed my whole world or whatever people are like super fans of their specific app that they use mm-hmm. um, and I I just kind of I just find found it easier to because my income is so all over the place based on whatever month it is. I just found it easier to just write it down myself mm-hmm. or like plug it in myself. Um, is, and then yeah. but then also your bank. So I have Bank of America and your bank account. I, I was so scared to click through their website. So scared. I have this fear of going to the Bank of America website too. Couldn't because I couldn't still see it through the so website. Right. What? Couldn't look at the web would would log in, look at the number, log out. Me too. Could not handle it. And the biggest advice, practical advice, like next step advice I could give people is to open your mail and go through the websites. Go yes. through your credit card website. Mm. Go through because a lot of times I didn't realize there were I but I never went through any Bank of America website. Could not stand to look at it for more than three seconds. Turns out I had like three hundred dollars in cash back from my credit card that I hadn't I for like that had been there over the years, over let's say like three years mm-hmm. from just getting like one percent back, one percent back. Did not ha- didn't know it was there. Didn't know it was there. Didn't know I could redeem it. I like went. I actually like made a meeting at Bank of America because you can make little. You can just like schedule an appointment. Yeah. And then you sit down with a with a guy and you just go, Hey, can you look through my? That's like a service they provide. So I'm like, Can you just look through my bank account? Like, tell me if I'm doing anything wrong or what I could be doing better or whatever. And he was like, You know, you have three hundred dollars just sitting here, right? And I was like, I have what now? Yeah. <laughs> and what? he and he just was like, Yeah, just redeem it. That's crazy. But because I was so scared to look at the website, I would have just had that money sitting there without me knowing about it for the rest of time. That's and knowing the like, corporation's rules, it would have expired or some crazy right. shit. And oh, you're fighting Esther. a battle you can't. Because you associate it with negative stuff. But also on the Bank of America website, they have, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of banks have they, this. They, they map they break it out down. for you. They that have thing, a pie chart. Yes. They have a but You can click on budgeting and spending, and it'll tell you, like, this you spent this amount of money on food. You spent this amount of money on travel, and I you spent can this like, much on Sephora. Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> my worst is where it says online services, and I'm like, just put Amazon Prime. Yes. Just shame me and put Amazon Prime because that's what it is. But like, they'll tell you what you're spending on, and some of the some of the apps that you get. Uh, will tell you what you're spending on subscription services. So like my Dropbox, my Hulu, my Netflix, whatever. And then it Ooh, can help you. That's a number I'm afraid And they of. help you cancel. They help you cancel. So if you see some that you're like, oh, I forgot that I was paying $9 every month for Dropbox. I don't need that. You can get rid of it. They'll, yes. they'll help you do it. Oh my God. My biggest Bank of America 
fear-related horror story, and I'm it, it has a happy ending, okay. was I wasn't logging into my my Bank of America account. I had this fear of it. I would log in, log out. Yeah. Like it was just there. Was, it was such a fear-based cycle. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I did. I bit the bullet and I logged in, and I realized that I had a. 24-hour, an active 24-hour fitness membership that I did not know I had <gasps> yep. that was going on for over a year. I just threw up. I'm right. the cheapest person <laughs> in the entire world to a fault. What was and that monthly know, charge? I think it was, oh, it was, it was at least it was between thirty and forty dollars. Oh, right. Let's not run those numbers. So I, I saw this and I started. Weep- yeah. I started weeping. I was in a of Starbucks. Course. I started weeping. I mean, I mean, that's so much money for me. Right. I started weeping. I still like the the specifics of it were unclear, but I basically at one point had like two memberships going on, and I canceled one. I like didn't know I had the other one. Yeah, and I then went into what became a months long fire fiery fight between me and twenty four hour customer service. I mean, I took it. I took Mm -hmm. it so high. I took it up the chain, and I ultimately did after blood, sweat, and tears get all of those months refunded. It's one of my my proudest moments to date. One of my proudest moments to date. And we don't have to go into it. I'm getting almost like emotional just talking about it. I'm like crying a little bit. This is another experience that I think made you the person you are. Anyway, so I'm just saying... In, to Gabby's point, yeah. log the fuck in. Yes, yeah. and you'll be, I mean, I also, this is like so, sounds so silly, but I realized from doing that that I, my go-to when parking in Los Angeles at a meter is to just hit accept, 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 <gasps> go. No, 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 no. No matter what, how long I'm going into the place. <gasps> and I, re- this seems small, but I realized that I was, if I was going into some place for an hour and I paid for four hours of parking, it was making a difference. Like, it was taking like a dollar, two dollars, like it was taking a chunk that I didn't need to be spending. So I was like, just slow down estimate how long you're actually going to be in the place and only pay for that amount of parking and that like actually like seems small seems stupid but like going through the bank like bank of america and seeing how much it said la city meter la city meter i was like oh my god i don't need to be doing this Mm -mm. and you'll find like small things like that yeah you know what's funny is i had the reverse problem my first few years out here was i was put too little Ah! and then i would get (laughs) i swear to god and then i would get tickets every once in a while and i'm like from now i need to just put a little more up dude like (laughs) Give yourself that buffer. Yeah, it's worth 25 cents to not get a $60 ticket every six months. It sure is, girl. But to your point, a lot of money stuff is time consuming. It's calling. It's like to fix your credit score. Let's say you check your credit score and your credit score seems low and you're like, that's weird. And you go through and there are mistakes on the credit score, which can happen people have your same name or they have some sort of charge on there that like Mm -hmm. doesn't or you know some sort of credit card that you never opened or whatever it is like you can get that fixed and that's worth doing but that takes calling sometimes you have to like mail letters like there is like a whole you know um it takes forever to do but then it's worth doing but like for me i figured out that I've sort of turned fixing finances into a full-time job, but part of me thinks if it wasn't a full-time job, it still would feel like a Mm full-time job because it is just a lot of like staying ahead of stuff and and like like you said like how long did you spend on the phone with 24-hour fitness it was emails it was phone right. calls it was begging to be connected with the supervisor right. it was literally sending impassioned emails <laughs> door to door blaming them it's i was very almost emotional. i was lying i was like inventing things i was like i mean i wasn't like it wasn't unethical yeah. i kept it pretty ethical <laughs> but i mean i was like it was getting i was fighting dirty it's so Hashtag emotional calling up, leaving voicemails <laughs> i mean i was getting like personal like direct lines at 24-hour yeah. fitness corporate 
yeah. I just found my I was new not level. calling a one eight hundred number. I just found my new ethical level, and it's pretty ethical. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I mean, at the end of it, me and like the girl that was my girl who was really helping me through it, I, I was like almost about to send her a Christmas card that year. <laughs> like at the end, it was like she was like, "I'm like we made it. Like I'm so happy," and I was like, "With love, like my angel, oh. like you helped me through this. Like it means so much. Like it really got emotional, and I am again, as you can see, getting about emotional. to cry. I'm about to cry. It's, it was so important. I mean, that was like the f- I can't my be- my biggest achievement. But today. can I just say like I want to commend you for that because I do think on the note that we started this of like how money being like tacky and scary and you want to talk about it, like I do know people in my life who would see that charge and they would just be like too embarrassed or shy to try mm-hmm. and fight against it mm-hmm. and they just eat that money because there it's, it's confrontation too, it's yeah. a confrontation charge I will say I have no problem confronting a customer service rep that's a rare talent I don't want to be and, no, but no, it's no, not but about being a, rude no. or angry or like making their day worse because I've been a telemarketer mm-hmm. and there is no there is no there's nothing worse than being right. yelled at by some like indignant entitled person I mean you got to approach it for, I have a whole tactic you approach them from a place of respect mm-hmm. you it's like compadres we're amigos like what if this happened to you like mm-hmm. you get it it's hard out here I mean it's like psychology my girlfriend's like that. She always goes, you got to get him on your team. Always. Because I'll go in sometimes with like rage and she'll be like, that person's not on your team now. Totally. They don't want right. to help you. They're like, nothing makes them happier than saying no at that right. point. Mm. But I'm like, you get it, Tabitha. Like, I always mm-hmm. like get their name. And I'm like, you keep dropping that name. It's like all about the psychology of it. Oh my God, you and my girlfriend would be best friends. I uh, love it. I love it. But I'm yeah, so, but, but it's, but uh, Esther's right. Like, a lot of people are, it, it's too, like, can you, like, some people are like, I can't even get on the phone. Call people in this economy? Are you oh, kidding? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, sometimes you're facing like some pretty gnarly hold times. Of course. And we might Ooh. not have. And like, there are people out there that are like, Bitch, I'm working two jobs. Like, when do I, I have, have the time, time to get That's on a 40 I mean. minute call? And it's that a is a full time totally, job. It's, it can be a full time mm-hmm. job. And it's like, you gotta find the time where you can, but it is not easy. And I'm not saying it's easy. And even researching all this stuff, like researching consolidating your loans, researching, oh, you know, how, how to pay back. Like, it, it, one, it's time consuming, and it's like a whole job to spend all this time researching how to do the best. how to pay things off to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. Um, but also there's like embarrassing stuff like I when I would get my I, like I was on a payment plan with the IRS because I owed I didn't get a refund I owed them money oh and so I had like a payment plan of like fifty dollars but you're embarrassed on the phone because I like the uh, the woman was like well how they go well how much do you think you could pay each month and I was like oh, what can I say that doesn't sound horrible but so I like got so tense and then I was like I could do like fifty bucks a month for like a seven thousand dollar thing that I had to pay back that seems like and, a lot yeah and they were like. Uh, and the woman didn't like she didn't react. She was like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, oh, you have to understand that you're not the worst person they've talked to. No way. By so, far, you're not the no worst way. person they've talked to. 100%. You are always like hardest on yourself. I, I always mm-hmm. go back to when I was in a dance class and and the teacher said she's like, you're probably, you know, she's giving a speech like, I know you're in your head. You're embarrassed. People are looking at you. Bitch. Everyone is looking at themselves in that mirror. We are all looking at ourselves. Nobody's looking at you. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Like, exactly that. Like, you said that. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. The woman was like, yeah, there's probably someone who called right before me who was like, I can do a dollar a month. Like, it's not... That would be me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Just try it. But, but even if you are that person who, who cares, cares. Okay, it's like nobody's paying, no one's looking at you. And why did I think this, uh, why did I care what this IRS woman on the phone thought of me? Exactly. Yeah, yes. Why did I care? Yeah, that's, I mean, 
You won't do what's right for you because you're worried about what the stranger on the other end of the phone thinks. And they don't think anything. They don't don't give a fuck. Yeah. Do not give a fuck. They have their own customer service call to make that night. Right. About their bills. (laughs) You're right. Later, Tabitha's calling you about official I know. She's sending me an angry email that she didn't get her Britney Spears pencil pouch. (laughs) Being like, I ordered this. It is stuck. Oh, it's held up in wherever it is at my local post office. It's a vicious cycle and it never ends. But you know what? That is really the. That's the big takeaway for mm-hmm. me today. The person that I am like on the phone with, just like begging for like whatever it is, like two dollars back mm-hmm. or a lower payment plan. They have their own calls to make that night. Can I say a self care, a thing that has to do with self care? Mm-hmm. So there yeah. is this thing, this prevalent thing that I've found in my finance research, um, where people who are lower income are shamed for self care, in the sense that like. There's a lot of, you know, there was like the latte factor, which was this um, this prevalent thing, uh, I think in the 90s, uh, that like got a lot of, you know, it was like on Oprah or whatever, got a lot of popularity, uh, which was that people are poor because they're buying lattes. Oh, no. And it's that kind of thing of like millennials don't have homes because they of their avocado toast or I whatever. And it just kind of about that sometimes it kind of like, no, but. It's been debunked. Like I've it's heard not, you say this on your podcast like, yeah. that you've said like poor people can't enjoy life. Right. That's what they're that saying. There's this thing That's of like fucked. Yeah. And then there was this meme that was going around that people <laughs> were tagging me in that was like uh, say someone saves up a lot of money to uh, buy themselves one nice thing. Everyone in the world, see, you're not really poor because you bought yourself one nice thing. Now you, sh- you now because that's why you don't have a retirement. Blah blah blah. Um, and I, I think that a lot of that science has been debunked. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it doesn't, it doesn't benefit anyone to tell people like, don't get your hair done or don't have wow. a coffee or don't like. It's not because you can't, you can't just be like a, a subhuman. Like, you can't tell people who are lower income that they are not allowed to, like, have any sort of dignity or humanity, that they should look, like, less than how they want to look, or they should... I mean, obviously, it's not like, oh, go to Gucci and buy something, but it is, uh, like, every week. But it is, like, you know, it's... I find it hard to be like, hey, the people at the top are literally billionaires. Uh, Don't get your nails done. Right. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And also, it's yes. tough because if you're working a yes. job, like if you're working a job, let's say like a front-facing job where you're a secretary or you're working at McDonald's or something where people see you, mm-hmm. you can't, or your boss, you know, you can't you can't look a mess. I had a real problem with that when I, I did like yeah. an unpaid internship in New York. And you could tell who there could afford to be doing an unpaid internship and who couldn't. There were mm-hmm. people who could look nice every every day at the mm-hmm. internship and then I always felt this pressure like you know my clothes were from Forever 21 so strings were coming off them or I was like okay I clearly don't present as well like is my boss going to think I'm sloppy mm-hmm. so then you feel a pressure to try and be like okay I have to look I have to I don't have the same level of money but I have to at least like have my you know have my nails not look disgusting you know, there's like this but weird. You feel guilty about it. Yeah, there's you this feel whole factor guilty. of dignity that you're bringing into the conversation that I like exactly. definitely did not think about before. Wow. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I relate to that so much. Like doing open mics when I first moved out here, and knowing the people who didn't have jobs, mm-hmm. and knowing that like I had to miss out on stuff because I had to babysit and do right. this job and that job, and it, it is it gets you down. And you're because you mentioned that at the beginning of like. People don't talk about people make money and there are so many people who are just like on their parents' payroll or whatever and it does get you down. It makes you feel like 
the system is against you. You don't have a chance. And like, even when I watch fucking Stranger Things and the mom just works at whatever store she works at and can support two sons, I'm like, that. It's the that's, 80s, though. That's, I know, but it's like, why can't that... Why is that not... You, you know, can't do it anymore. There's mm. nowhere in America right now, no city in America, where a, a minimum wage full-time worker can afford a, a one-bedroom apartment. There's no... Like, there's been what? research that you can't... Like, well, I, I read a book. It's a very depressing book. It's called $2 a Day, and it's basically about people in America, first world country, that live on $2 a day. And a lot of them... The housing is a big part of it. Like they can't. There's no. There's no city in America where like the wage is high enough to support someone living in their own, on average, in their in like their own studio. And there's all this stuff that's against you. Where like if you have a kid and you're living in a studio, or if you're like there's and then that eats profits, and so you actually really can't afford to be there. Like it's just this thing that. Wages are down mm-hmm. and housing prices or college prices or yes. health insurance prices are up. It's so but expensive. to your point, it's interesting to be like, okay, who can, who can afford, even with comedy, like who can afford to work on their jokes all day versus like who's at a day job mm-hmm. or like who can afford to roll out of bed right before the open mic and be refreshed while they're there rather than rushing to try to get on the list who might get there late and then doesn't get the spot or whatever. Like they're... I would get resentful of people who I felt like weren't working. Like, I was like, you have the whole day. Make a short film. Like, that's like weird. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That goes the other way against them because they're comfortable. Mm -hmm. And honey, if you're comfortable, you're comfortable. You're not (laughs) going to be on it. And you're not going to do anything. You're not taking those risks. Yeah. Hungry. That is the truest thing. And I, I'm, I have always come to, I've decided that I am so grateful that I got out here and had to bust my ass with three different jobs at all times. Like, Mm -hmm. because it made me hungry and it made me work hard. And I like, it lights a fire under you. Yeah. Cause there's no plan B bitch. There's no trust fund. There's no parents that can pick up the rent. There's none of that. You know, my comedy partner said, all the time shout out Allison Raskin shout out Allison Raskin because we come from very she works incredibly hard and she's always had jobs and stuff but we come from very different backgrounds and like her parents are very supportive and mine are emotionally supportive but so yeah so uh, she would she was always like yeah you like there's no there is no cushion for you there's no way that you could just not you not working is not in your brain Mm -hmm. it's not an option yeah we got to get to some more of Gabby's rules. Yes. No, I, yeah, I want to go back to what you said about like this whole thing of shaming poor people and mm-hmm. like the latte factors debunked. Do you have kind of an alternative piece of advice? Like throw that away, but this is the advice or is that just anything? Yeah. I mean, it is tough also to tell people who are working multiple jobs or have kids or, or all this kind of stuff to be like, oh, yeah, just be more politically engaged. Like, I think it mm-hmm. is imperative to the people that do have the privilege to be very politically engaged on behalf of the people who, like, do not have the time or means to be. But in the meantime, uh, I think a lot of people think that it's embarrassing to save in small amounts. Like, mm-hmm. I had a woman on my show. Uh, her name's Bola Shakumbi. She does a, a website called clever girl finance and she was talking about how mm. she dr- she had a dollar and she tried to Im- put it in a savings account and they were like that's too small and so she like drove to the bank and opened a separate account with the one dollar um and so i think like 
and, and she's like, it doesn't like at the end, if you save a dollar a week and you're like, that's so pathetic. But at the end of a year, you have fifty two dollars you didn't have before. Like, I think even like um, putting change in a in yeah. a jar, which I do or mm-hmm, like and just mm-hmm, forgetting about mm-hmm. it or um, there yeah. like don't be. Don't be like, it's not worth saving unless it's $5,000. Like, it is. It is worth saving even in very small amounts. Absolutely. That's so empowering. I have my childhood piggy banks. They're all Disney-themed. They're filling up. (laughs) And you better believe my ass is going to Coinstar at some point in the next three to four years, even though Coinstar is, like, a really fucked up company, I think. Really? I don't know. I think I they like take a big it. chunk out of whatever. The point is that my ass is going to Coinstar, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to put pennies in those piggy banks. Right. And there's also, I mean, there were like a lot of really like things that we did in college where we would like, you know, bring cans to the place and get money back for the cans. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I I think that like in in small amounts is not. And also, it's tough because. It is. It's tough because there's there's a lot of emergencies and stuff you can't really plan for. Like a lot of people talk about having a mistakes fund mm-hmm. or having some kind of uh, root canal fund. Root, yeah, exactly. Root canal fund. <laughs> those, a very specific root canal fund. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta. Save. You never know. Saving is so important. Saving's like kind of a dirty word and like something I don't feel like people talk about enough. But it's also for some people it's not possible. I know. Like some people can't live on the income that they have and it, I know. It's not I, that's why it's hard to say, "Oh, don't don't get this thing or don't get yeah. that thing or I mean, taking a hard look at it and doing stuff like what you said realizing, "Oh my god, I didn't realize I was paying for this amount uh, for this gym membership I'm not using. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to start to even like print out your bank statements. What don't you need? What don't, right. Print out your bank statements, go Uh, through them with a fine tooth. It's embarrassing. I, going through my bank statements with my accountant, I was just like, Mortified. I would never. I, I would it's rather so you. I would rather you see everything I've bend Googled. me over, spread my ass yeah. cheeks open. Caroline, no. On the yeah. stage of Caroline, like a Radio City Music <laughs> yeah. Hall, do and that. Just take a grand, take that. a camera up in there. If someone had to sit and read my bank statements, that would be the worst thing that could possibly. Like, literally, look up I everything know. I've Googled in the last Honestly, year. Honestly, that's the rule to end all rules today. I had an old boss who would every month print out all her bank statements, mm-hmm. and she would sit with a highlighter. Highlighter. That's Woo! the thing. And she would go through, and I don't even know what she was highlighting. Just highlight what your I what have your different color highlighters. highlighters. Oh my god! And I would oh. highlight, and I would highlight Damn it. what I spent on. So like, yellow was food, and pink was uh, clothes, oh. and you know. And I would go through and like see what what I spent on each thing with like a you know a legend of what color. And each she thing would take through. notes. She'd go, "What is this?" When it was like something yes. she didn't recognize, right? And then she would like research and look it up. Oh my god! Because I found like fraudulent also, charges sometimes yes, by exactly. going through. I'll see a, I'll see like um, a charge for like a gas station or something. And if you Google, you're mm-hmm. like, I don't remember going to that gas station. You Google and it's like this is, and then like all these people's like forum things will come mm-hmm. up where like this I got a fraudulent charge at this gas yeah. station. Like this is a fraudulent wow. charge. Like right. you will find some like you will find out some shit. You when don't want to look at it. And you also, don't want to. It's scary. Yeah, I never look because I'm stressed out scared. about it. Open. I want to see the thirty talk thirty dollar Taco Bell. Well, I right, did once. I do want to see that? <laughs> I like do actually want to see an itemized I'll receipt for my, that. Yeah, my password. Open your mail. I used to just throw my mail away. Ugh. Open your mail. It sucks. No, I don't want to, Gambi. You have to. Wait, before we move on from that, I just want to yeah. really highlight and clarify this call to action, this action item yeah. that you just gave, because I think it's so important, and it's not saying 
don't have a latte. You don't deserve a latte. Exactly. It's saying, hey, one option, look at what you've spent your money on. What is the thing that you don't need? Is there anything you can take out as opposed to like, because if you love your latte, keep getting your latte. Right. Self-care is a need. Yes. Yes. Like, don't view it, at, you know, don't feel guilty don't about feel guilty. that. Like, don't feel, if you love getting your nails done and that makes your whole like week to do that or your whole month or whatever, don't cut that. Consider that a need. Don't feel guilty about yeah, it. Yeah. And then maybe you're someone that can have coffee at home. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just, I think that's so empowering because I am a little sick of the like, nitpicking on how people spend their money it's just not fair and it's not it doesn't mean you're not like i hate that thing of like you have an iphone so you're not poor i've a lot of times people that have iphones that's how they send in job applications that's how they they like use the iphone for like work stuff or how they it's their computer like you can't judge on a on a snapshot judgment of someone like you can't look at them and be like oh they have one nice you know oh they're not actually struggling because they have this or whatever so that's like you just need that person sometimes so you don't go insane yes totally um dignity baby dignity it's it's a and and it's like who can afford to have dignity and that sucks yeah um sucks so bad i think uh yeah open your mail a lot of times we're opening our damn mail a lot of times there's coupons in there Oh, there's yes. like you can find like and don't I don't feel like weird to like show up to the grocery store with a million coupons. Oh, My wait. Mom oh, has, oh, like, oh, we're not. Book. No one's feeling weird about coupons <laughs> on this podcast. Do. Some people do. <laughs> you just knocked on the wrong door. <laughs> you don't know about coupons. I am Googling coupons. Yeah. I'm going to car washes with coupons. If it's not the right car wash, I'm saying match this coupon. I use I got an Amex. I use Amex points for everything. I bought everyone's Christmas gifts using Amex points. Yes. Like, Amex points for everything. Dude, I am like trying to get on. I'm trying to get on a lot of waves for 2018. I'm trying to get on that that flight point wave. I'm trying to use points travel for flights, stuff, travel, travel stuff. stuff. Yeah, I mean it's it's the Ooh. credit card point game is a tough game to play. I I don't think I'm quite even ready to talk about it. I, it's so cash confusing. back. Just do cash back. If cash you're back confused. is what your cash back is what I have, and cash back is just you it's you simple, every so often you check in and you're like, oh, I got a hundred dollars. Nice. You know, I a lot of cards. I I was like. When I do my card research, the thing that trips me up is there's so many cards that have an annual fee. Yes. And it's a really shocking. It'll be like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. I think no one out there, unless you're like, I don't know, really rich and like you're getting some like fancy schmancy card mm-hmm. and you can afford it. Do not get a credit card. If you're looking for a credit card, you know the right one. Just that should be your baseline. Do not get one with the annual fee. And if you Ask a lot of them, that. if you pay them off every month, there's no interest the interest doesn't get there you too high. I will but say, even if you, yeah, this is a sore subject for me because I had, I did have a, a Virgin, Virgin America. The mm-hmm. airline is closing their doors, which is like <laughs> the, the whole worst. airline is shutting down. Yeah, they got bought by Alaska, and Alaska's taking over all their fleet. What? It's really sad and depressing. I've like, I just became so silver cool. status like yeah. the day before they shut down. Anyway, they had too many amenities. Yeah. Anyway, what the fuck? they had a card that was, and why am I talking about it? Doesn't exist anymore. But they had a card that you paid one hundred and fifty dollars annual fee, which I would never pay an annual fee but with that you got the benefit of always being able to change your flight with no fee which I really needed because of yeah. like for last- your lifestyle yes. you have to look into what matches your lifestyle so I do think there's certain like and the points guy is a website that's a really mm-hmm. good resource for a different credit card I mm. still haven't been able to figure out what my next card's gonna be but Ugh. I know that resource is out there if people like want to try and game the system a little bit if you don't have if you're worried or you don't have like a lot of credit or you don't have a huge credit history or whatever um i was just looking into like if you're a college student there's student cards 
that have a little bit of a cushion and they're a little bit more of like training wheels type mm, thing. That's nice. You can also get, you can also build credit by getting a card at a store. So like a Macy's card or a JCPenney card or something like that. And obviously you can only spend at that place, but it will put a credit, if you're really like pay it off and you're really like diligent about it, uh, it will create a credit history. So you need like a, it's this weird Google's catch too. Taco Bell credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need like a, you need a credit card history. You need like a credit history to to up a score and to have a score to right. be able to like get more credit cards which it's is a good nuts. catch 22 some parents will like add their kid's name to stuff just so that the kid will have like a credit history hmm. if you're a diligent parent who pays shit off not if you're like don't put your kid's name on your shitty credit yeah hopefully not but there are like little if you're like too scared to get an actual credit card but you want to start building credit because you're like in your early 20s and you're like okay i gotta start doing this don't be scared there, get like a student card or get like a you know a a card a card that's for like a a, a, a one place but the one world store. is the world is confusing and it's obtuse and like even if you're talking on the phone with a credit card company that has an annual fee they like double talk you oh yeah they're like, well the annual fee is really offset by blah, 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 don't blah, listen blah, to blah. do not listen to anyone <laughs> they're just trying to mess with your head yeah and don't like there's a lot of confusing language like pre-approved or like you know oh. all this kind of stuff even this is like going back to student loans, but even like taking out student loans, they'll a lot of colleges will be like, "Congratulations, you've been awarded this amount of money." But no, it's not. I, it's that a was loan. a whole learning it's process not, for me yeah. too. It's a loan. I thought it's I was not getting scholarships. Right. I thought I got scholarships to like every school, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh my god, no, I did not. These are just loans." And what's crazy is that I like, like didn't get that until I was like halfway through college. Yeah. No, but they do that on purpose. And what's crazy is so like for credit cards and stuff, you have to get like approved, but for student loans, you're 18. You have no credit history, maybe, and they're just like, "Here you go." Oh like, my no, god! Like a no place turns you down. Did not, a I did not have student. any concept, and I was like, "I'm not going to. A, I'm not going to go to a UC school. I'm from California." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I want to go to Chicago or New York. Like, Me I'm going to go. I'm going to go." And then, like, the minute I was in college, I got a uh, and I understood the breadth mm-hmm. of my student loans and what I had gotten myself into. I was like, why the fuck didn't I go to UCLA? This is some bullshit. They they get, I mean, it's crazy that at 18, like before you can legally so drink, true. they're like, if you could just sign away to $50,000, that'd be great. Jeez. It's and so you're like, fucked. sure, yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh my God. And I do just because we talked about credit cards and mm-hmm. people are new to them, which I know that this may be super basic to some people, but like, it it is easy to spend more money when you are purchasing things with a credit card. Definitely. So that is something to be mindful. And I know yes, there are, even though I love racking up points, there are some people out there that can't quite handle a credit card and need to pay cash. And I think that's totally its own thing. Oh, and that's, yes. I commend you for that. I love people. I feel like cash is having a real renaissance right now. And I love <laughs> people that have like financial issues or like can't use their credit card for whatever triggering mm-hmm. reason. And they will live and die by only using cash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know a woman that I spoke to who's a, a bipolar activist and she talks a lot about mental health stuff and bipolar. And she, her whole thing is, is uh, if you... If you're, like, impulsive or you're a spender or whatever, she'll just, like, get rid of her credit cards for a, a, a month or so and just operate on cash. And she's, like, it changes my whole perspective to to be, like, oh, I can just, uh, my sandwich was $5 out of, like, she'll take $100 out. And she'll be, like, I have $100 for 
uh, three weeks. Yeah. And then she'll really see it because she'll be like, that was 5% of my $100 that just went to this lunch or whatever. Uh, and you her are... name's Julie Fast. She has a website too. So yes. like, yeah, there's like a lot of people who try to operate just on cash for mental health reasons. I mean, honestly, the more we're talking about it, the more appealing it sounds. And <laughs> also, Gabby, thank you so much. I feel like you've name dropped so many amazing people yeah. and yeah. resources and, and activists and experts. And such a huge resource. And yes, thank if you're you. listening to this, like, please listen to Gabby's podcast. It's amazing resource. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is I don't know anything, so I name drop all these people because they, I talked to... My whole podcast is me talking to people who know more than I do. But you great. know a lot now. And you have good questions. And Thank you. We wa- people want to learn with you. Thanks. I want to learn before, with you. I know we were like close to finishing up, but I'm curious through this podcast and like your years of doing it, where have you landed on like the big question of investing? Like, have you... Do you have an approach or an advi- any advice on it? I got a financial advisor Ooh. and I... Oh, yeah. Google if they're a fiduciary. They should be a fiduciary. Fiduciaries legally have to give you the best advice. And if they're not a fiduciary, then... You're not supposed to fiduciary. It's bad for your vagina. Sorry. (laughs) So stupid. I'm sorry. I'm so glad you said that. No, I'm glad you said it, too. Okay, because we're all thinking about vaginas. Can you even spell that word? Like, sorry. I mean, F-I-D-U-C-A-I-R-Y. Yeah. I've never um, heard that word in my life. So a fiduciary is someone who has to give you the best advice. And a a financial advisor who's not a fiduciary uh, can sell... Can get a percentage for like selling you products based on like a, really a yeah. yeah so um so mm. look that up but so i have a financial advisor and i was just like i want to do a retirement fund and he set up a sep ira there's like a couple ah ones. yes a sep ira a sep ira for uh, for freelancers that. so uh that's for self-employed people and business owners mm. so um I went into, I specifically was like, Hmm. I want to do retirement investing. So that's like a mutual fund, which is like spread out. That's what it means to diversify. They like spread your money out at a bunch of different places so that if one, one place tanks, you're not screwed. Um, but I have, I just have a guy that does it for me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, here you go, sir. I showed up at his office with like an accordion folder full of receipts and was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. what do you pay shoebox method. I, so I'm, it's through my management company. So I pay him like a very small percentage as like a favor, like a, uh, like yes. what you would, I, don't I had even looked know. into this at one point too. Oh my God, I'm forgetting I now. Think I think he owes a favor time. to someone that I work with. Like, I think he owes a favor to one of my reps. I'm very lucky in the sense that, like, I have, like, Ugh. a rep and they, I think he, like, works with other people at my management company and it's the like rep was five. sort of like, can you just take this girl on as well? And he yeah. was like, sure. Yeah. I had met with some financial advisors a while back and I think it's like a 5% mm-hmm. situation. But, but a lot of them are, are you young. Are a business manager? Yes. Yeah. I think that's the same thing as a business manager. But now I, then I just went with the route of getting an accountant. I mean, mm-hmm. as, as tempting, as amazing as a financial advisor or a business manager seemed where it's like, here's my shoebox mm-hmm. and you're going to figure it all out and like deal with my shit. Yeah. When I, you say shoebox what are you referring to literally showing up with a shoebox of receipts and you're like bank of america login and because they do taxes i really don't know esther okay let me explain to you what taxes are like (laughs) for me now i have a i have like a uh oh my god i have an llc LLC? thank you yeah for sure i have an llc for my merch shit and i also have like writing income and freelance income and it's like i have so many different rev income streams I really hope the government's not listening but I am I think I'm clean <laughs> look into it IRS I'm clean my chapter of the my book just ends with please don't audit me about taxes <laughs> please don't audit me and it's just like there's so many different things there's like logins there's so many business expenses I have a business credit card mm-hmm. there's just like 800 different things going on I have like employees like 
shit is popping off. It's wilding out. Wait, am I your employee? By the way, you need to give me a W nine like ASAP. You're, it's far too. It's late. terrible. It's terrifying. So that's the shoebox method. Where you're like, here's my box that I've been like throwing receipts in. What? And like I need I had you to an help accordion me file out. folder with two years worth of like business anything that pertained to business. I just put in this file folder and then hand it over to this nice nice middle aged man. But that yes. doesn't have anything to do with investing. No. So they, well, no. So the the SEP IRA is in, is mm, investing. Mm-hmm. It's an investment. I didn't even know I have a SEP. IRA or SEP IRA and I didn't even know until you just said self-employed person that that's oh, yeah. what SEP stands for mm-hmm. and I've had one for two years and I don't even know what it is <laughs> I just thought it was like and part I was of your too taxes. scared to ask so there, there you go, go. There and you then go. I just bought Litecoin which is the Bitcoin yes <laughs> like I'm altcoin ha- okay yes I love that I don't know I put like a little I think uh you can, if you have an extra 20 bucks or whatever, put it in there. I There was a comedian. Uh, and you're, you're saying Litecoin specifically. Oh, any, I don't know. I just picked one. I'm talking one. Ripple, baby. I'm sorry. I just picked one. I, I, that was my first little step into actual investing on my own, and I was terrified. And I spoke to this woman a year ago, and I was like, I definitely will invest. And then it took a year for me to be like, okay, here we go. $20. But that's because this. I saw this girl on Twitter, this comedian, Sam Ruddy, and she was like, oh, like four years ago, I... As a joke, invested in Bitcoin, and I just went to check it, and because I completely forgot about it, and I had seven hundred dollars sitting there, hmm. and so I was like, okay, it won't hurt. Let's see. Like, if I lose this little p- bit of money, okay, I'm. You have to invest like what you're okay losing, dude. That's, see, that's where I'm like, I'm out, bitch. Like, it's but, you gotta call it. You gotta call it. When but you're... that's a that's a one. That's investing in like one thing. If right. you diversify, if you just buy like a very stable mutual fund then the trend is it will go up I can't guarantee anything under Trump I can't guarantee anything under Trump I just keep going back to that 2008 market crash and I'm just like you don't want to get made off yeah (laughs) but I think for me it's very loaded like my dad had a compulsive gambling problem so Mm -hmm. for me like I don't know. Financial issues are really emotional and loaded. It's fancy gambling. It is fancy gambling. And I don't, I'm not there. And I thought, I thought it was this high elevated thing. And then when I had it explained to me, I was like, investing is fancy gambling. And Mm. people try to be like, no, it's not. It's this like very smart. And I was like, it's fancy gambling. Don't tell me it's not fancy gambling. It's fancy gambling. fancy gambling when I see it. Yeah. I mean, I could be... A lot of what I'm saying, too, is just from, like, my research, and then other people might have completely different... Uh, we're just three girls trying to figure it out. Completely okay. different. I mean, there are people who would be like, you're wrong about the latte factor. Budgeting is important. You should save every dollar. There's, like, an app called Every Dollar. Mm-hmm. That's the Dave Ramsey app, and his whole thing is just, like, strict budgeting. But then Susie Orman's, like, against strict budgeting because she oh, thinks it's Susie. just a fad it's diet. Like dieting. Yeah. It's yeah. like some people calorie count, some don't. Right. You know, I, so like it just kind of de- it's not there's one size so fits much all, to yeah. learn it's a lifetime of learning I feel like I'm learning so much about my finances every single day every single month and it's gonna be something we have to deal with literally up until the actual day we die but sit down with your friends and talk about it in depth yes like, talk what are your about friends what you're doing, doing. Let's turn talk, to your yeah. friend when you guys are talking about mm, when you're talking about Fenty maybe uh, take a little detour and ask them are you investing what budgeting app are you using start the conversation you're gonna learn so much from the people around you from your parents from your aunt and uncle from your new financial advisor everyone from the blogs and the amazing people gabby has name dropped on this podcast <laughs> and gabby honestly, we get it you have a lot of smart financially woke friends okay I'm just kidding. this has been like this has been such an enlightening episode and i feel like i can Thanks. use the words really financial literacy the surface, i do have to say yeah, there's no, so 
much more to talk about, Gabby. You got to come back I on. I know. That's- okay. Yeah, like, we well, would love you don't to. sound super pumped about no, that. No, but. <laughs> I, that's fine. No, 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 no you're I would love to. You, I, I'm curious how your guests will feel about this episode. That's why I'm like, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. And, well, I mean, Gabby, you're you can come sorry. back on, and you can come back on. We could just talk about makeup or skincare. Honestly, <laughs> we'll do it doesn't have to be about finances. Yeah. But we would love for you to be a part of our glowing up family. Thank you already you. are. I hope they find it helpful. I yes. think people are gonna really love it. I actually know people are gonna really love it. I hope so. We gotta have these conversations. And you know what? Maybe I get it. Like it's not as fun as talking about makeup but it, you know then don't hopefully they didn't listen if they if, you know we should have said that at the but beginning the but the thing is it's not fun so you have to listen to this episode yeah. you like, have it's to not, I've had so many people say I want I want to listen to your podcast I would love to listen to your podcast it causes anxiety <laughs> it is anxiety causing it is it's, but it's like ripping off a band-aid and yeah. just like I almost it's like ripping that's me exhaling a sigh of relief it's like that same feeling when you log in your Bank of America account, you see the balance. It's not as bad as you thought. Mm-hmm. It's just like that feeling over and over today. <laughs> yeah. All Gabby, right. thank you thank so much you. for coming on yeah. and helping us with our financial literacy. Thank you for having me. You're the best. And thanks for listening if you're I'm listening. I'm blushing. <laughs> see you guys next week. Bye. And log in. Open your mail. <laughs> Bye. Bye.